is Anisan Opas, a fan podcast dedicated to our favorite things about Korean dramas, especially our K-drama boyfriends, aka Opas. And we are your metaphorical Onis. I'm Susie. And I am Lynn, and I'm going to ask this question as if I do not already know the answer to it. <laughs> Susanna, what are you watching right now? Well, Lynn, <laughs> let me tell you oh what I'm watching right now. If you listen to our last episode, we are still together and we are still watching Snowdrop <laughs> together, but we are basically held hostage by this show, <sighs> yeah. much like the people in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. To just cut it short, we do not recommend, friends. Yeah. I mean, there are many good things about it for sure but the bad things about it do not compensate and so and the episodes are long so long so long an hour and a half and like honestly startup also has long episodes but we did not mind because guess what it was good and it was fun to watch (laughs) so and things happened unless you super love whoever is in this show which I do. I was going to say, I mean, if somebody I mean, loves <laughs> Hey and Opa more than you, Susie, it's like his Oma. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't know anybody who loves him more than uh, you. I still have heart eyes for him. He is trying his best. I mean, everyone in this show pretty much is trying their best. But there's just obstacles yeah. they cannot overcome. And sorry, fans. Just... Give it a give it a skip. Give it a yeah, skip. Yeah, yeah. Because there's Cannot no recommend. watch at one point five speed on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus, so yeah. <laughs> that might make it more yeah more tolerable. But yeah, but you know, investing basically twenty four hours into this mm. show is a lot. It is. So we yeah. will finish it, and we will talk about it when Hey and Opa's turn right when comes around when yeah. we do his episode. But for now, just just know we're not enjoying it. But delightfully, what else are we watching, Lynn? Oh, so we needed an antidote. Because <laughs> it was getting to be like, we can't go to bed uh, like right after finishing an mm-hmm. episode of Snowdrop. It's too much. Um, and so Susie suggested that we should jump into Run On, which neither of us had seen. And it is... Just could not possibly be more delightful, I don't think. Maximum delightfulness, and we are loving it. So, I mean, I think that that's also not unlikely that we might finish it up this weekend. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Could be, because just because we love it so much, just will fuel that. Yeah. um, Wanting to, like, keep watching, so. We really want to know what is going to happen. Well, okay, so... Since we both are watching the same things right now, what are you looking forward to starting once we are no longer together? Oh, goodness. Single tier. Uh. (laughs) Well, you know me. Decision paralysis. (laughs) Just like way too many things out there. Um, I don't know. I want to delve into some older things. Maybe I will check out Good Manager finally Mm. because we've already talked about that. And I feel like, well, I should know. Maybe what we already talked about, <laughs> of which we talked about. I mean, we'll talk about it more when we do Junho's episode. Yeah. 
So something older, something not super new, because I feel like Run On and Snowdrop are super new things. Right. I like to like mix it up just to keep it fresh. Yeah. Keep it fresh. Yeah. yeah. I love that. What about you? I think now, and I regret that I did not look up the actor's name, but you probably know it off mm. off your head, uh, our <laughs> male lead in Run On. Oh, MC1. MC1, who's mm-hmm. so, just so adorable. <sighs> And knowing that he is in Missing mm. really makes me want to boost it to the top of the list. And, I mean, you know that I have a little bit... I have some rules because of my terrible memory. <laughs> so I try not to watch the same lead actor back-to-back like Pinocchio. And while you're sleeping, I sometimes get a little bit confused <laughs> about what happens in each one of those because I watch them back to back. But I feel like Run On and Missing are different enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm very likely to make that mistake. Yes. So. Very, very different things. I super support this. Yeah. You know, I love me saying it is definitely if I had a top five, it's in my top five. Mm. Stellar. Yeah. Stellar stuff. And we'll talk a little bit about it because it has relations with mm-hmm. one of the shows we're going to talk about today. Right. A bit. But yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, maybe we should just jump into... Yes. Today's topic. Yeah. Which is... The Oni of the Day. Yes. Miss Lee Ji Un, also known as IU, my queen. <laughs> I've just been a big fan of IU since early days of her singing career. Um, she went into acting like a few years into her career mm-hmm. with our first show that we're going to talk about, <laughs> Dream High. But I've always enjoyed her as a singer and was delighted when I saw Dream High. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I saw Dream High fairly recently i mean mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. um and had some hesitation about it well actually that's not the fir- the very first episode of dream high we oh. watched right after starta yeah last year we did this thing that sometimes we do which is first dates with yeah. korean dramas just to see like what we want to watch next so we watch the first episode of like three or four dramas in a row um, that's how we like chose Itaewon class, I think, yeah. for the next thing after yeah. startup was because of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did watch, or you watched the, we watched together. <laughs> Dream High episode one last year. I watched Dream High when it was close to when it was airing in 2011 yeah but i watched it much more recently like 2021 probably so like 10 years after it aired Mm -hmm. uh it was certainly when we when we did that first date with it and we talked in the last episode about startup and how it's really accessible for somebody who doesn't know a lot about korean culture Mm -hmm. dream high is less so, so it doesn't yeah. have a ton of Korean culture stuff, but there are definitely yeah. some things that are like, if you don't know, it's going to be yeah. real inexplicable. This is the kind of show that I would be very hesitant to recommend to somebody who hasn't watched a bunch of Korean dramas or have a history of watching Korean dramas. Because, I mean, some of the things can be real silly and also real, like, exclusive to Korean dramas mm-hmm. kind of tropes yeah. or production things you know that now i can just like it's sort of like goes over my head because i just ignore it because it's 
normal for me. Right. But other people might have more questions yes. when they're watching. Or, you know, it could, like, lessen their enjoyment if they don't understand certain things. But... Yes. But it still has its charm. As a Korean drama, I do recommend it because of Miss IU is great in it. Yeah. Also, it's just... I love a, you know, plucky underdog group mm. of friends or frenemies yeah. trying to overcome obstacles together is like a real like young people reaching their dreams yeah is a theme that i really enjoy so this was totally you know up my alley yeah so if you are not familiar with dream high <clears throat> I mean, I feel like a lot of people won't get this reference either, but I was going to say, it's fame in Korea. Yes. Right? But do people know what fame is if they're not old like me, Susie? I don't know. I mean, they did remake a like, fame movie some years oh, ago. Oh, they did. That's right. Yeah. No, I didn't but it's it. not the same. Yeah. But, but, I mean, it's performing arts high school for kids. Mm-hmm. The kids have to audition to get in mm-hmm. and, you know, it's... And it's about a group of plucky underdogs, like Susie said, mm-hmm. and maybe the underdoggiest question mark yeah. is uh, our lovely Kim Pilsuk, <laughs> played by Oni of the Day, IU. And I mean, I'm, I, I'm just going to lead with the most problematic thing about this show because there's no getting around it. So in the very first episode, when the students are auditioning for the performing arts high school, one of the students is wearing this shrimp sushi costume. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was one of the things on our first date that I found inexplicable. Like what What? is happening? (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, and it's not really explained until the second episode, mm-hmm. but that it turns out that that is our main lady, Jiyun, in the shrimp costume. But the reason why she's in the shrimp costume is because her character has a very large body, mm-hmm. um, which is, if you've seen Jiyun in real life, she has a an extremely small body. <laughs> and so once she was out of the shrimp costume, they put her in a big fat suit and face padding. Mm. And it's real cringe, y'all. Mm. It's cool. Mm. Does not age well. No, that, no. Uh, that particular thing. Just, I'm glad we're cringing, though. Yeah. Because I don't know that I cringed that much at the time. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm like... This is unnecessary. Like, I wish you would have done something different. But I think at the time, I was just like, uh, I guess this is a weight loss story. Right. Because there's no way she's going to stay in this suit forever. Right. right. And it's IU. Like, come on. Right. Um, Who is already known at that point. It's not yeah, like this was yeah. her, you know, debut. Right. right. So I'm just, I'm glad we're more aware. I'm glad we think that there could could have been other solutions than that. Yes. Because, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just terrible. Yeah. But, I mean, I will say, you know, so her storyline is she has to lose all this weight because her teachers are basically like, you will never make it in show business. Yeah. 
at the size that you are, mm-hmm. which unfortunately is accurate. It's true. Right? Yes, I mean, absolutely. it's not, it's it's mean, maybe, and it's terrible mm-hmm. that that is the case because right. she's so talented. Mm-hmm. But it is true mm-hmm. because that is the reality of the world that we live in. You know, so she loses all this weight, eventually, you know, stops wearing the suit in the in the show and is just in her regular body. But later in the series when her character has debuted and, you know, she's doing press and whatever, and she's on a talk show and they sort of gotcha her Mm. with this picture of Mm -hmm. her from before she has lost the weight, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to try and put her on the spot. And she handles it beautifully with grace Mm -hmm. and just, you know, and the, the, um, the host makes a big deal about like, well, let's just destroy this pic. They have printed the picture of her on like a, a piece of foam core mm-hmm. and makes a big deal of like destroying the, the picture, mm. which you can see on her face. She's like kind of not Ooh. sure about, but she goes along with it because it's on the show. And then at, after the show, the next scene is with one of the other students who is her romantic interest in the in the show. And he says, you know, oh, I'm sorry that that happened and whatever. And she expresses sadness that she is made to feel like she needs to disavow her Mm -hmm. former self. Because she says, you know, even all of that time, I was still happy. She Mm -hmm. was not, you know, the only reason why she lost weight is because of this dream of becoming a performer that she had. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, you know, spoiler alert, uh, if you haven't seen the show, this is going to be a spoiler, but at the very end of the show where they have, I think it's like two years later or something, you know, they do a little time jump in the Mm -hmm. last episode and her character has put on weight Mm -hmm. again because she's no longer working as a performer Mm -hmm. and she says she's never been happier and Mm -hmm. so I found that even though it was handled really like with the suit in Mm -hmm. a really dubious manner Mm -hmm. I found that story of like she's okay with her body it's the rest of the world that has a problem with her body Mm -hmm. that I I found that sort of refreshing that it wasn't Mm -hmm. So often it seems like those stories are the person with the larger body is so unhappy and has to change their body in order to find happiness, right? And that is not her story at all and explicitly not her story. Make a, you know, make a point of saying Mm -hmm. that, which I feel like that part of it Mm -hmm. is pretty progressive for 2011. Mm -hmm. That part is one of, um, one of the things I think is really charming about this Mm -hmm. show and her, you know, her acting is just always so great, even when she's playing this sort of shy, her character is quite shy at the beginning because she's not really sure about her singing and mm-hmm. everything. She really mm-hmm. l- wants this dream so much. I just think her acting is <laughs> pretty flawless. I mean, she just yeah. always nails whatever, whatever she's doing. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's worth noting that it was her first acting gig in uh, Dream High. So I especially was impressed because of that. Because, you know, they're all doing their best. But if you are for the first time and you're not used to 
doing it, there's going to be a learning curve. But mm. for her, she just like really shined, I thought. Yeah. Compared to some of the others, which, you know, they were still doing fine. And this is not an acting showcase. <laughs> the show, you don't watch it for the acting, no, okay? No. You watch it for the fun. Yeah. And for people to beat the odds. But, <laughs> but like, Ji-un, Pilsuk, you know, I feel like her whole thing in the show and as an actor was, I want to do the best job I can do. Yeah. I'm just going to, like, go for it. And I felt like that parallel really um, worked and showed. Yeah. So. I agree. Oh, dream high. Yeah. Well, one of the other things that I, I just wanted to mention, there's a scene pretty early on, I guess, when they are talking about interpreting a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is something that I remember also in drama school learning about mm-hmm. acting, you know, essentially acting yeah. a song. Mm-hmm. And so from that standpoint, knowing that she came out of this and she's so good at that. I mean, that is really again an area where she shines in her in her singing performances mm-hmm. is she's so good at interpreting a song like that. And it's not surprising, therefore, that she just slid so easily mm-hmm. into acting because it's essentially the same skill. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. you're, you know, talking and moving around and pretending the whole situation instead of inhabiting a song. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she's so good at at one. It's not surprising that she's so good at the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend mm-hmm. Dream High. Yeah. Even though I was surprised that i liked it as much as i did yeah i think it's just a really fun useful show you know if you're looking for something like that definitely check it out you know it's not it doesn't break any huge barriers but it does have these themes like you said about you know body image Mm -hmm. and it has like another side story about sort of like the shadiness of the music Mm -hmm. industry that I thought was really bold to like talk about considering like everyone, every main character in that show was in the music business. Right. Um, so things like that still like are really good things about the show that I think people will enjoy. Yeah. Don't be, don't be put off by the fat suit. Yeah. Just, you know, put it a little asterisk. Yeah. Asterisk. It. it won't last too long. Yeah. You won't have to deal with it that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> know that it's not great yeah. <laughs> and then move on yeah <laughs> okay dream high well next sort of right after she did dream high she did you are the best Lee Soon Shin which this is another thing that would benefit you if you knew a little bit about Korean culture mm. Because Lee Sun Shin, I think, is that famous general that has the big statue. Oh, <laughs> at Guanghamun. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's him. <laughs> and I think her character is named after that guy, <laughs> if I remember correctly from watching it back in the day. Again, this is something I watched a long time ago. You have not watched. I this. have not seen it at all. I can't say that I recommend either because it's a. Uh, well, not because, but I will say it's, this is a daily drama. Mm. So there's a lot of, it's like 50 episodes, I want to mm-hmm. say. 
Um, and it's like a Monday to Friday is the daily. So it's mm-hmm. a real like soap thing. Right, right. It's fine, but it's the, you know, in the grand tradition of soaps or whatnot, you know, there's just, it could have been much shorter. <laughs> mm-hmm. As you know, you just like suddenly you're 20 episodes in. I'm like, nothing happened. What has happened? Yet. <laughs> like, not as much as you think should have happened yeah. has happened. But it's a family drama. You know, most all of these daily dramas are centered around family issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get to see like dy- dynamics with her parents, with her sisters. And then it's a little, not a little bit, but it's also an entertainment industry-based thing because she was trying to be uh an actress oh um so the main male lead joe jung suk is a ceo of or president of the an entertainment agency Mm -hmm. who scouted her or whatnot so yeah i you know if you have the time (laughs) you can you know it's one of these things where you know like i said you can do other things while you're watching this show, probably. <laughs> you know, a lot of, not a lot of things happened in some amount of time. And you get all these side stories of there's three sisters. She is one of three. Um, and so you get the side story of her other sisters and what they're dealing with and sort of the different also romantic relationships that happens, situations that they're in, um, so there's like a variety of plots yeah. that, you know, all happen to this family. So it's fine. It's fine. I don't regret watching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't have a whole lot to say about it either. Yeah. Other than she's good. She's stretching different muscles mm-hmm. than what she did in Dream High. You know, she she got to sing a little bit, which I'm like, you got to you make her sing. That's sure. Nice. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't have to sing, obviously, but... It was nice to hear her sing a bit in this thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, story-wise, it's just kind of your run-of-the-mill family stuff. There's some parental secrets. Mm -hmm. Always a trope that you might or might not look forward to. You know, there's layers of whateverness in it, so... I mean, the most important question to me, Susie, regarding a daytime drama is, Mm -hmm. does somebody get hit with seaweed? (laughs) Unfortunately, not here, though. I feel like maybe one of the guys works in a bakery, so I wonder if some flour or bread gets tossed around. I can't even remember, but yeah, it has a terrible grandma. Mm Mm-hmm. We hate when it's a terrible grandma. <laughs> we yeah. want nice grandmas yeah. always. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there's lots of friends in it, which is delightful. You know, yeah. you just finished Two Cops with Jo Jung-suk. Yes. Um, you is one of her sisters. What? Yes. So we will have an episode on you for sure one oh, day. If not, sure. to just milk Snowdrop. <laughs> Just kvetching forever about Snowdrop. We'll anyway. talk about Snowdrop and then we'll delight in <laughs> Goblin. I mean, that'll be a, a nice, uh, yes. you know. Nice uh, juxtaposition counter. there. Yeah, yeah. there. Um, and now Yuina and Ayu are great friends. They're very close. Um, 
So lots and lots of friends yeah. in there, you know. You've seen her mom before, mm-hmm. you know, her dad, you've seen her dad before. Like, this is where all the, like, Ajashis and mm-hmm. Ajamas and Halmanis and Harabujis are usually at the most is these daily dramas. Yeah. You can just, like, there's always a swath of them because there's always, like, generational family mm-hmm. in in the, in the storyline. So you always have, like, the kids and the grandkids and the parents and the grandparents. So... Lots of opportunities there. Yeah. So anyway, uh, don't highly recommend if you just want to check it out. I don't know if you even, I think Vicky might carry it's, it's it. It's on actually. Vicky. It's on yeah. Vicky. Yeah. But it is one of those things where maybe you don't have to have your undivided attention right. on it. But she is still very good in it. I still preferred her in Dream High. I thought she was... Like, as a stretching different muscles, trying to be more mature mm. in, like, emotional scenes and that kind of thing. But you can tell she's still learning. Um, yeah, and it has, again, this theme that I'm sure we'll talk about in maybe a special episode or whatnot of themes <laughs> of, you know, Jo Jung-suk at the time was already, like, much older than she is. Sure. And they're, like, the rom- romantic interest oh. and i'm just like why? oh i didn't realize why? that oh yes oh, oh yes yeah, that's, so we want to know big why age gap right there why entertainment industry in any country in every country <sighs> why can you not have people that are like age appropriate right if you're not doing a like may and december right especially story right, right? right. why is it always a much older man to a young woman yeah i just i can't (laughs) we have questions we do have questions about that so anyway so that was you are the best you are the best yes well not such a big age gap but still not age contemporaries (laughs) in our next Mm -hmm. that we're going to discuss Susie is rubbing her hands together (laughs) because she's so excited (laughs) because we're going to talk about Moon Lovers oh yes which I watched recently I think Mm -hmm. Susie probably still remembers it better than I do (laughs) I did see it recently so this is a story if you're not uh if you're not familiar with it it is an historical but she is a character her character is named Heisu and I don't know if we know her family name I couldn't find it anywhere. I think wasn't isn't Hey the family name? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I think that's right. Is Hey is her family name? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're all learning together. <laughs> um, okay, so her character is named Taesu and she's a contemporary person and then through a series of <laughs> events <laughs> is transported back to Joseon, no, now I got it. Okay, uh, you explain. Now it's back to uh, Goryeo. It's the start of the Goryeo dynasty. So okay. it's like the current king, when she traveled, is the first king that had just, quote unquote, united right, right. the other right. kingdoms okay. into one now. Okay, anyway, mm-hmm. so through a series of... 
inexplicable events. <laughs> this contemporary woman is transported back to the beginning of the Goryeo era and um, much, many hijinks ensue. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, I mean, we talked a little bit last time about these historicals where they try to inject some contemporary sensibility to mm-hmm. make it more enjoyable mm-hmm. for the contemporary viewers. Mm-hmm. And this is a yep. way of doing that. This is a way of doing that. And, um, I mean, unlike A Hundred Days My Prince, that is all about a fictional king, I believe. Um, This one is not. Yeah. Almost every character, except for Heisu, is real. Yeah. Um, So trying to thread that needle where you're adding a character that did not exist and imagining, you know, all these scenes and whatnot and connecting it with real historical data right which you know you don't always have to be like super accurate or whatever because dramatic license but they do try to do it and sometimes that is too difficult yeah (laughs) to reconcile because then there's like a big jump into And then these things happen and then these, you know, like here's like all the historical stuff that actually happened. And then you're like, but it doesn't sort of fit that much with what happened before that is not historical. Right. That is made up. Yeah. So I feel like this one a little bit falls in that pit. Yeah. A little bit. Not a, it's not as unsuccessful as others. Right. I feel like. But it definitely, I thought towards the end had trouble navigating that a little. And then Hey Sue, especially, kind of got the shaft about yeah. her storyline. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, although, I mean, one thing that I think is interesting about this premise, how they handled it, is and you've seen so many more historicals than I have so maybe this is not unique but it's the first one that I've seen where you know someone has been transported from the future relatively you know to the past and she knows roughly from having been to school kind of (laughs) what she's gotten into like who these characters Mm -hmm. are Um, and so she is trying to, it's a little back to the future, right? Mm-hmm. She's trying to change the past mm-hmm. through her influence. Mm-hmm. And I found that sort of compelling. And mm-hmm. that, but also knowing that this is based on real history. So where she's going to land is going to line mm-hmm. up with what we understand <laughs> as history, right? right like right. what, what mm-hmm. she is able to affect with her influence is going to be what we know as real history. So Mm -hmm. um, I thought that that was an interesting thing, but Mm -hmm. I mean, this show in spite of, you know, the fact that it maybe didn't nail the ending has a lot of great things. Mm -hmm. It's got all the humor and she's so funny in the parts Mm -hmm. that she's funny. Right. It's got all these princes, all these cute boys (laughs) reminded me of Huarong with all the cute boys. (laughs) All the all of these princes 
who all fall in love with her just about. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but she's friends with them. And so there's laughter and there's playfulness and there's her sass from the contemporary Mm -hmm. setting that she's from. You know, she doesn't hold with their Mm -hmm. antiquated ways and she speaks up for herself. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, there's also... A lot of sadness mm-hmm. and yep. real. But, you know, she, I think she navigates all those things so well. I mean, all, any of those scenes, she just mm-hmm. plays the heck out, out of them. She's, mm-hmm. you know, funny and strong. And then at the end, unfortunately, sort of broken by... The whole, ex- you know, her yeah. her character at the end is very different from when she is first right. transported mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, which is, as a viewer, hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's hard in the past, yo. Like, yeah. Right? I mean, let's just set aside, like, politics and palace shenanigans. I mean, hygiene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> medication Mm -hmm. like just dealing with everyday things that you take for granted as a modern person like bathrooms (laughs) you know i just feel like that is in itself gonna be difficult one and then you're thrown into the super like hyper i don't know intense kind of environment Mm -hmm. where everyone is jockeying to be right king or trying to like pull somebody else down or you know lots of suspicions just everywhere i mean just i don't know i'm just trying to figure out how to dress like right (laughs) what is all these layers you know so uh i thought it could have given us it gave us a a good amount i thought of her being like that fish out of water kind of situation Mm -hmm. but they i thought very quickly just got her on her feet right she's going right which is emblematic of yeah. how her character was, right. was just like, you know, make it work. Yeah, right. So, you know, and other people were able to also adapt to her. Mm. I thought they were really weirded out at her, <laughs> at her, you know, behavior at first and her ideas mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But then, like, some of them really, like, came to her and was like, okay, mm-hmm. I would say, like... I have watched that little fight scene with her and Baekhyun mm-hmm. <laughs> so many times. So, it is so funny. Hilarious. It it's is so funny. So funny. I mean, I think yeah. her scenes with Baekhyun are the best mm-hmm. in that, you know, just the funniest in that. I think her scenes with Baekhyun are the funniest. Her scenes with, I mean, sorry, Joongi, but her scenes <laughs> with... <laughs> Kong Hanul are the swooniest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, she's, she's great. She's great in it. I think she really, really nailed the performance. I think she really got that sort of change of a woman who, you know, has all this spirit. And then that spirit kind of like gets, beats out of her. Yeah. Like over bit. time, over so many different disappointing things yeah right which you know some people might just give up but she kept going which is 
again, you know, part of her character is just like making it work. Yeah. I mean, sort of reminded me of Red Sleeve in that way, Mm -hmm. as far as her, Mm -hmm. you know, starting out so strong and spunky and then Mm -hmm. just the whole, all the palace shenanigans have just beaten her down Mm -hmm. by the end. Mm -hmm. Spoilers. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the shenanigans are real in this, y'all. I mean, the, the life in that time was hard apart from palace shenanigans, but make no mistake. This show is all about the palace shenanigans, mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. was a lot of shouting at the screen from me. <laughs> I mean, I really love this show. I, as a whole, just thought it was really well done. It's not perfect, as nothing is perfect. Right. Um, but I thought it emotionally really caught me. You know, these writers knew what they were doing when, Mm. like, the first half of this show, they, like, made you fall in love with all the princes and, you know, their relationship together as young men and as brothers. And then in the second half, when they were not so lovey-dovey with each other. (laughs) Yeah. When conflict started happening, it was just heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. And they managed this, you know that wizardry of writing where Mm. they turned one character who you really was rooting for into a terrible person yeah midway through and you're like how how did you do this yeah (laughs) it was amazing you know somebody just really loved in the beginning and then they just turned and you just hated them at the end it's just magnificent i just thought that was a great writing feat and and Hard to acting block. feet. Yeah. I mean, they, they oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. great cast. Yes. This, this cast is stellar. Yeah. I just thought everyone just did an amazing job. They really cast well. Um, and just, I know the whole thing is just really great. But if you are like me and will get gripped emotionally, I mean, by the end, like, just snot. <laughs> sobbing, puffy eyes, just ugly crying. Just ugly crying a few times in this show. Yeah. So be warned. Just Emotions might come and overwhelm you. All the feels. <laughs> a lot of sad ones. Yes. And some angry ones too. Which is great because it means like the actions were believable. Mm. You were really sucked in into the story you know, so, yeah. Yeah. I didn't love it as much as Susie. <laughs> I, but I think I would still recommend it. I mean, yeah. I think that there's enough about it that I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that I would still recommend it. Especially if you like, I mean, you know that palace shenanigans are not my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. I really have to space out the palace shenanigan <laughs> dramas because I get real over them real fast. Yeah. But, you know, especially if you don't mind that as much and if you enjoy a historical, I would right. I mm-hmm. would recommend Moon Lovers. Yeah. Everything looks great. Yes. The writing's great. The acting's great. I just feel like it's really a good production. Yeah. So I would say, you know, go for it. There might be times where you're just like, oh, this is not for me. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But I would still recommend it for sure.
Um, speaking of other things that we would, I mean, unreservedly oh. recommend. Oh. Next we have my mister. Oh, Ajashi. Ajashi. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, when I didn't know anything about it, I was like, what is this going to be? Is mm. this going to be another older man romance? Like, is it right. going to be that kind of thing? Right. You know? Um, but it's not, you guys. It is not. It is not like that. And that's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler. It's... Yeah. It's not. There's not even really the possibility because these people are not about that kind of thing. Um, even though some people try to make it a possibility right. for them. Right. But, the fact that yeah. that's a possibility is part of the plot. Yeah. yeah. But it is never a real possibility. Right. Like, you, there was no danger, really. You didn't feel like it no, was going to no. happen. No. At no point yeah. is he creeping on her. No. Yeah. So, many friends also mm, in so this one. So many friends. Okay. Favorite friends. Oh, my goodness. So, where do I begin? I mean... Oh, this is also would be in my top five. Agreed. Would yeah. be in the top five. And I believe it's the same director as Miss Sang, mm-hmm. which is why they're sort of cousins in tone mm. and visually. Mm-hmm. Um, they're quite similar. And my mister is in a lot of ways. It doesn't take place exclusively at the workplace, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is workplace yeah. oriented. Right. A lot of it is, um, has something to do with the workplace. And this one is, it's sad mm. a lot. Yes. But it is hopeful mm. as well. It's not just down in the dregs all the time, but it's about, I don't know, community and, people receiving help like Mm. accepting help and you know again that theme of like how when you're in poverty it's just so hard to get out of it so many obstacles um but you know if you have a good support system it could be like not that bad Mm. like for i mean for instance one of the um I use grandma. She has a grandma in this show who has been in a nursing home. Her grandma is uh, deaf and mute, I think. Yes. And one of IU's uh, obstacles is paying for the nursing home. And then somebody down the line was like, oh, you know, you can get like a welfare thing mm-hmm. that you don't have to pay for because <laughs> you are poor. Right. And she did not know this because there were no adults around her that she could consult mm-hmm. or would tell her or would like help her. So she has been on her own since she was very young, trying to take care of her grandma, trying to take care of herself um, with varying degrees of success. So she is just too used to being alone. Right. You know, there's just very, like, maybe one or two people she can count on for limited help even. Right, because those people also are have extremely limited resources. Right, exactly. But then when she finally, you know, realized, you know, there are people that will help you. Like, 
you don't have to hate everyone in the world mm. because people have been terrible to you. Was really like, <laughs> you know, but it just, it was, it's difficult to see her struggle so much, but also it's difficult to see all the people who are just keeping her down. Mm-hmm. Especially our friend, not a friend in this show, but he's a friend in terms of we have seen him other places. Janki Young mm-hmm. Opa, who mm-hmm. will have, I'm sure, one day his own episode. Manny is terrible he is in terrible. this show. Oh, he is my terrible. God. He is in top five villain, in my opinion. Yeah. Probably. He's so brutally terrible. Like, yes. With malice, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah, I mean, just not not just I'm doing these things because I have something to get out of it, but I'm doing this to hurt you. Right. And he has, quote unquote, reason, right? He yeah. does have reason. Yeah. But also just that experience of watching him do these terrible things, you could feel the danger. Mm. You can feel that, like, I want to hurt you intent. Yeah that really, really drives him to do these things is just, oof, it's palpable. Yeah. Like, it's really, really present. And, like, kudos to him. Yeah. Because he's also one of the spooniest things in (laughs) Search W.O.W. Like, how can you? Wow. Park Morgan. Park Morgan, (laughs) yes. So, yeah. And one of my other favorites, um, Lee Sung-gyun, is Mm -hmm. our main... Ajashi here, who is always terrific (laughs) to me. Like, I've loved him since Coffee Prince, and I just think his sort of very, like, naturalistic style of acting was so attractive to me, and he continues to do that. And in in this show, he is somebody who is also sad and sort of beaten down by circumstances, and they both sort of in a really indirect way, help each other mm-hmm. until it was direct. Right. Right. I, you know, they formed a very tentative friendship. Could you call it? Yeah. Not even. Yeah. It's not hard even. to de- define kind right. of what their connection is. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause he had no idea like what she is going through. She is, you know, portraying some kind of facade of whatever. She is just like, I just need, these things from you one is food right like he she is always like buy me food buy me dinner and then you know they go off from there with their strange relationship and him trying to you know not be too curious but then like slowly getting to like know her and then you know getting involved with settling her grandma yeah (laughs) that was so insane um yeah, and then just, like, the progression of that was just really beautiful to watch. But also then he peripherally has his own family stuff. You know, mm-hmm. there's problems with his wife. There's problems with his brothers. Each, you know, again, he's one of three. And there, his two brothers are, like, basically out-of-work people. And he is supporting the whole family. Yeah, And it's that journey as well, but also the coming together of... Yes, your family can be a little bit garbage, <laughs> but they're still your family and you still love them and you come together when you need to come together. Yeah. 
and then their neighborhood friends. So they have a pub that is the neighborhood pub and everyone has grown up together in this um, community. Mm-hmm. And so have known each other since you're in school. And just that bond is also real beautiful to see and how they would just one word and they go, where, who, right. and goes chasing some perpetrator that is hurting their own Right, is also so beautiful to see so the themes just sort of build you know it starts with the small thing and you're sort of like not sure what's happening right in this first episode right what exactly is this show about yeah Yeah. it's very disorienting at first because you you know getting your bearings takes a minute but then it like you know starts and it continues and it expands and it expands and expands and that was i just think like a really good I don't know, mechanism, like mm-hmm. directorial mechanism mm-hmm. to see that. But, oh, uh, so good. So good. I Just mean, really, really yeah, really could not recommend any more highly. Well, and I think it's a testament to how compelling she is mm-hmm. as a performer because it's not that she doesn't have a lot to do, but her character is so sort of so emotionally shut down Mm -hmm. because she's in defense mode all the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of these terrible circumstances that she's in that there's not a lot to see as far as like facial expression right Mm -hmm. because she's not it's so polar opposite from Heisu and Mm -hmm. Moon Lovers who has goes through all these experiences and has all the feelings and you can see it all on her face Mm -hmm. total opposite in my mister but yet she's still able to communicate sort of the nuances within Mm -hmm. all that grief and emotional shutdown Mm -hmm. you know you still can see what she's going on or you're intrigued enough to sort of know what is Mm -hmm. going on with her because she's such a sort of blank slate. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think, you know, I mean, she's, you just want to find out and you just want to comfort her. Yeah. But she's so tough Mm -hmm. too, you know, I mean, it's just, Oh, it's such a great story. Mm -hmm. Incredible performances, everything of the highest caliber on this show high whatever the highest recommendation <laughs> is all the finger hearts yes for my mister mm-hmm. yeah she also you know i feel like it's an interesting segue into the next thing that we're going to talk about which is persona which Susie has not seen mm-hmm. i have seen mm-hmm. um which is technically a drama i guess except not really i mean if you look on Mm -hmm. my drama list they list it as a korean drama but really it's sort of a series of short films Mm -hmm. so it's four short like half hour films that the unifying element Mm -hmm. is that jihyun stars in all of them Mm -hmm. but they're very different from each other um, so it's these four episodes. The first episode is called Love Set, and she plays 
I mean, essentially, I guess not herself, but a character named IU is how her <laughs> character is designated. Mm. And uh, the main thing of this episode is a tennis match between her and Beiduna, who is the girlfriend of IU's father. Oh. And they're essentially <laughs> battling out on the tennis court for possession of the father for ownership of the father it's very weird Mm -hmm. and very sweaty (laughs) like that is my takeaway from that episode is just because she's wearing like a full-on sweater and oh my gosh so sweaty getting like uncomfortable just thinking about it um so that's the first of the four episodes the second episode is called collector Mm mm-hmm and her character's name is Un in that one. And Park Hae-su is her co-star. Um, and the theme of the Collector episode, he is an older man who, like, they're theoretically a couple, boyfriend, girlfriend, except she's not really that into him. And he is trying desperately to, like, earn slash keep her affection Um, I mean, they're all very short film, student film Mm E like they're, they're, they're like short stories on film that they're about a theme rather than telling a story Mm -hmm. per se. Um, the third episode is the, the most narrative I would say of the four and it's translated as kiss burn, but what kiss burn is is a hickey, uh. um, which doesn't make a good title. <laughs> uh, but that's but she's a high school girl who is helping her friend who has a terrible father, and the father has like essentially locked up the friend for going out at night and like kissing boys and coming back with all these hickeys. So uh, he has cut off the, the friend's hair during the night while she was asleep and like locked her in the house. And so oh they goodness. have like high school girl hijinks over 20 minutes. Um, and then the last episode, which I would say is my favorite because it is the most that I feel like I get what this is about. Mm-hmm. The other ones I'm like, this is fine, but I don't get really what the point of it mm. is the way I feel about a lot of student films. That's why I said student film, I guess, because mm. it's very like feels like it's ambitiously trying to do something that at least with me just does not really land. But the last one is called Walking at Night. Um, oh, I forgot to mention her character in Kiss Burn is Hana. So that's the only one that's really distinct from her own name because all of the other ones have name. You know, the characters' names are some version of her own real life name. Mm-hmm. Um, and her name in Walking at Night, her character's name is June. And uh, the scenario of that is a girlfriend and boyfriend walking at night talking about life and death and um it's shot in black and white and uh that that one i think resonated more with me because it's more explicit as far as Mm. like what it's about Mm -hmm. like you can watch it and say okay this i understand what happened Mm -hmm. here whereas the other ones i'm kind of like left 
Mm. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> Um, especially mm-hmm. the collector one very much left me scratching my head. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, you can watch all four of them practically within the length of one episode of Snowdrop. So, <laughs> you know, there is that. I mean, it's essentially <laughs> like a feature film where she plays four very different characters. But, you know, again, she's always so enjoyable. And I feel like the... Sort of the point of this is to show her versatility Mm -hmm. as an Mm -hmm. actor because Mm -hmm. she does play such, you know, she plays such different parts, um, particularly the two middle ones, I would say that, you know, the collector is followed by Kiss Burn, where she plays in the first one, this young but still quite sophisticated and worldly young woman, Mm -hmm. and then... In the second one, she's a high school girl, and I 100% believed that she was a high school girl. Mm -hmm. I mean, she has that naivete Mm -hmm. and just impulsivity and, um, you know, so that, I mean, I enjoy, as someone who loves actors and loves, you know, thinking about acting, it's enjoyable for me to watch her Mm -hmm. transform in mm-hmm. all of those things. I think if they were much longer than mm-hmm. the length that they are, mm-hmm. it would be less enjoyable. Because mm-hmm. to me, that's most of the exercise is watching her as a chameleon. Right. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't say that... I wouldn't say don't watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's like less than two hours of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you really enjoy her as I do. Mm-hmm. But... Also very much not a must-watch, in my opinion. So. That's, like, a good point, though, about her versatility, really, because I would say of all the shows that we have talked about today, she has displayed very different characters. Mm-hmm. She is playing very very different characters in each show yes you know we haven't seen all of her things but representative of the role she has done in all you know these what five shows right right um they're all quite different like you can't say she's been typecast in anything um because the next one Mm -hmm. hotel de luna Mm -hmm. is another departure from other things she's done in terms of character now, I think maybe her character in producers might be sort of sem- similar in temperament in terms of like has not a good attitude. From oh, what really? I've like little I've seen, I haven't seen a ton of things from that show, but in any case it's still different because she's like 900 years old. It's 900 and some, right? Because yes. isn't it a thousand years is like the period of Mago's. Oh, right. So it is 900 something years that she's anyway. Yeah. Of person who has lived that long. I can't imagine what kind of experiences you have gone through and seen like the changes in the world and society and technology and whatever. Um, but she is Zhang Manwo. Mm-hmm. She operates or manages or owns this mystical hotel, Hotel Del Luna, where 
recent deceased people in their ghost form can come and rest before they go and get ushered into whichever afterlife they're supposed to go to. Like a transitional Mm -hmm. stop on their journey. It's a little resort where you can, you know, not be jarred by, oh, suddenly, where am I? Right. (laughs) And where the wave pool is the actual ocean. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So this show has, of course, some supernatural elements to it. And... Um, it is a little bit monster of the week mm-hmm. kind of uh, format as well as they, um, the team at Hotel Del Luna, uh, helps certain people finish their business right. as it were before they move on, um, kind of thing. And then, you know, you're over arching plot line is Jiang Manuel who is lives this long holds a real grudge mm-hmm. one very long grudge mm-hmm. but is also just waiting for a time where she can move on yeah this she has done something in her past and she's being punished by living this long and helping other people in their time of death and she is just waiting (laughs) she is waiting for a lot of things but mainly waiting to move on and you know there's romance that is i don't know (laughs) i don't know how to it's not the swooniest romance for sure no for you know it's i think it's very touching Mm -hmm. that in this period like she has been around for so long that that she now can sort of experience that and have that kind of I don't know. This is another instance where she's a person who relies on herself mm-hmm. for a long time. Right. You know? So for her to be able to like sort of rest a little bit mm. and share some of her burden with somebody yeah. is was really nice to see. You know, it didn't come easy. I mean she her walls are nine hundred years old thick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> big walls. Big, big walls. So um, our main lead is Yojin Gu, mm-hmm. who does an excellent job here. And yeah, lots of friends. This so is also friends. an ensemble piece where you really get attached with the team mm-hmm. at the hotel. And uh, it is emotional also at times because you've grown to love them. Um mm. And as you might imagine, the theme is people moving on to afterlife. So there is some of that. There is from expect our the tears sometimes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It occurs to me, I really hadn't thought of this at all the whole time I was watching Moon Lovers, but Hotel de Luna is in some ways, or her character, Manuel, is in some ways the complete opposite of Heisu as far as like, Hey Sue is a contemporary woman who's transported back magically, right. you know, to the past. Whereas Manuel is, has been alive through all of that, but she's still in some ways the, you know, the same 1000 mm-hmm. year old <laughs> version of herself. Cause she mm-hmm. still has those same grudges, like you mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. um, in the, 
contemporary setting and mm-hmm. there is some back and forth so we see a little bit of her backstory in the in ye olden days as well yes it has pretty much a dual timeline i feel like because it does they they do need to like show you a lot of like what she's done in the past mm. and all that and i think one of the things that i really enjoy in this show is the peeling of the onion mm-hmm. that is manwal mm-hmm. you know she is so many layers to her on top of her crazy wall is just, you know, when you first meet her, you just think she's somebody who doesn't really care about other people, is just here to do her job or right. whatever, and right. is very cold and all this stuff. But as you get to know her, as you see her backstory, as, you know, time progresses and other people touch her, you know, touch her life. She doesn't show those things, but you can feel it and Mm. you can see it. And there's like moments where they really like let it out Mm -hmm. and you, you know, you still see her like looking the same, but then you have, you know, you have changed your mind about her Mm -hmm. like over and over, over again, again. over and over again. Absolutely. So I just thought that kind of performance was also really great from her where, it very easily could have been very one-dimensional. Yeah. But she really, like, all the nuances of somebody who is, has to be tough, you know, mm-hmm. and has this exterior that is cold, but also extremely lonely mm-hmm. for a long, long time. But also, some people have been with her for a long time. She just didn't let them in. Right. Um, is also interesting to see. You know, you can't say that she has, like super soft at the end either which Mm -mm. is like not her character but you know the difference from like the beginning to the end is also just yeah incredible yeah very very different yeah so another really great performance from her some interesting fashion (laughs) i tell you the costume team had trouble finding a good hat for her. Mm. I don't think they were successful once. <laughs> I don't think any of the hats worked. The hats were... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But she wears some incredible fashion, which is nice to see her as, like, a super fashionable person. Just so different from all the o- all <laughs> yeah. these other things. Yeah, she's usually, like... You know, like in my mister, she's super poor. So she's just right. wearing whatever she has all the time. The same thing. Yeah. That is falling apart also. Right. <laughs> she's not a person who ever even had the opportunity in her life to think about fashion. Right. Like she doesn't even know if she's interested in fashion mm-hmm. because her whole life has been about survival. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I mean, I think Hotel de Luna to me is the most striking compared with all the other parts that we've talked about. I mean, it's really, to me, a masterpiece performance of hers. Mm -hmm. And that was the first thing that I had ever seen her in. Right. Um, And when I realized, first of all, that she's so physically tiny mm-hmm. because she does, Manuel does not seem tiny. No, she does not. Yeah. She's so powerful and mm-hmm. she has such a strength about her. Um, I mean, and even in the flashback scenes when she is a, a warrior, mm-hmm. like she does not seem physically s- right. small. Mm-hmm. Um, but also when I realized how young she is, because mm-hmm. again, 
I believe that she is a thousand years old, even though yeah. she looks, mm-hmm. you know, she, she doesn't look older, but also she doesn't look young. Mm-hmm. Like she just has that sort of eternal mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. in the show. Um, and absolute, you know, I was just astonished when I realized how petite and how young she mm-hmm. was in real life mm-hmm. when she made that show, you know, she's... I mean, the show you are the best might not be the best, mm-hmm. but I you you are the best. You are the best. I you are, are you. the best. One hundred percent. We love Ayu. If you haven't noticed in the last however long you've been listening to us ramble about how awesome she is, yeah, I just it's just a delight to see such talent displayed and. In all aspects of her life, you know, as a singer, as an actor. And, you know, she has, check it out, she has a channel on YouTube Mm -hmm. where she does things, performs with other people. And has like a chat show show with some other people. So it's fun. It's fun. She's fun. She's great. I can't wait to see what she does next. next? Which I think is not going to be too long from now if the gossip mill is to be believed. What is your, what are your favorite uh, Mm. scenes of hers? What are your favorite Legion scenes from any, it doesn't have to be from what we talked about, but (laughs) I don't know what else it would be from. (laughs) Um... There's a sequence in in my mister where she had uh tapped the phone of mm. Lee Sung Kyun. Right. So she can hear a lot of his conversations. And you know, she would just be doing anything and has earbuds in her in her ears and just listening to him talk to other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, ostensibly she is trying to find dirt on him watch it to know why (laughs) you know she's trying to figure out if he's got any skeletons you know that she can use to her benefit or other people's benefit right um but that was also a way for her to get to know him Mm. and just the scenes of her just like sitting there in her tiny tiny oh my god tiny apartment if you could call it that um Drinking that mixed coffee mm-hmm. and staying up while her grandma's sleeping or whatever. And she's just listening conversation like she's a participant in it, mm-hmm. in a way. Just showed me how lonely she mm-hmm. is and how she really starves for other people's company. And that was her company right. for a while. You know, it was hard for her to like give that up, but I just... That really, really touched me. Yeah. Um, that that whole sequence. So. Yeah. That's a great one. I chose as my favorites two also from my mister. Oh, I mean, my this, mister, this, a winner today. I mean, this tells you how much we both really love my <laughs> mister, if you couldn't tell from our saying over and over how much we loved it. Uh <laughs> So, and both of these are from episode 16, but I don't think that they're particularly spoilery. Mm. Um, But early on in that episode, she goes to visit her, you said, you know, her hominies at the 
at the nursing home and she goes to visit and it was so noticeable to me that, you know, she's this person that's under duress all of the time, right? Mm -hmm. And you can see that in her physicality, just like that she is on fight or flight all the time. Mm -hmm. And then she goes and sits with Hominy, you know, at this table outside at the nursing home. And you can just see in her face that she is a relaxed, that she Mm -hmm. is like in this setting, she has given that up and nothing is ever said about it. And it's just in the skill of her acting that like, this is her moment of peace just here. Mm -hmm. And just looking at that face, I found so moving. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a really moving scene anyway. All the things with Hominy are really terrific, Mm -hmm. but just, I, I remembered that stays with me just like, because as the viewer and you fall in love with her character, you know, you feel anxious all the time about what terrible yeah. thing is going to happen mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just feels like a moment to, t- to breathe mm-hmm. when when she finally lets down her guard. Um, and then you mentioned earlier when you were talking about my mister, you mentioned the, the bar where all the neighborhood guys go um, which is Jung Hee's. Jung Hee is the the proprietor and also mm-hmm. a, a woman that they grew up with, you mm-hmm. know, also part of the crew, but she runs this bar. And Jian and, and Jung Hee strike up a friendship. And later on in episode 16, Jiang asks her, you know, what are you doing for New Year's? Because it's coming up on that time of the year. And Jian sort of doesn't really say anything. And John, he says, you know, well, let's meet, let, let's meet twice a year at, uh, at Chuseok at Thanksgiving and for the New Year's. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if I feel like as a, as an adult, if you have somebody to meet with on the holidays, then you've done your, you've done your homework as a yeah. grown up. You can <laughs> check that off the list that you did. And I mean, again, it's, this is such a subtle show. It Mm. doesn't like put a big bow on any of these Mm. emotional moments. Um, But the acting from both of them is just so beautiful and touching. And this, you know, very small thing of these characters who are both so lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jong Hee is, you know, so full of life, but also very upfront about how lonely she is mm-hmm. and um anyway and i always remember that scene too with the two of them and that conversation so mm-hmm. those are my two very sweet gian <laughs> fan scenes <laughs> from my mister i mean obviously mm-hmm. we have a lot of love for mm-hmm. a lot of these shows but my mister is definitely yeah top fave it's it's like it's very memorable. Mm, yes, you know I feel like I do think about different things about this show every now and then. It mm-hmm. just like pops up mm-hmm. in my brain. It's like oh, <laughs> I think also because it's so different. Yeah, you know it really yeah. is very distinct from a lot of other K dramas. Yeah, I really love the look of it and how it's not bright. Mm-hmm. You know, which is matching the tone mm-hmm. of the show emotionally um yeah i really like this director's work 
Little Susie. Mm. It is the time. The time has come mm-hmm. for me to ask you anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's what I want to know today. We were talking the other day about travel, and you have traveled the world much more. I've traveled in a much more limited way than you have traveled all over the world. And so my question for you, since this is a podcast about a very specific part of Asian culture, but I'm going to broaden it out a little bit, Hmm. where is your favorite place in Asia that you have traveled? Singapore. Oh, that was so quick. (laughs) You didn't have to think about it at all. Not at all, because it is genuinely a place that I love and have on separate occasions, looked up how can I move to Singapore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> For various reasons. But Singapore is such a melting pot mm-hmm. of other Asian cultures and even some Western cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, it was part of, it's part of the British colony for a long, long, long time until they became independent after World War Two, And so... That is, you know, you can see it. Mm -hmm. It's infused in there. Um, But it's a place that is familiar to me in almost all the cultures it represents. Because I was brought up in Indonesia, which is adjacent to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, my family's heritage is Chinese. So they have a lot of that over Mm -hmm. there, too, which is probably the predominant nationality over Mm -hmm. there is you're from somewhere from China, Mm -hmm. from somewhere in China (laughs) is a lot of them there. And then, you know, the weather is something I was very familiar with. Now I'm like, it's too hot. (laughs) It's a bit hot and humid all the time, year long, year long. But it was then, you know, something that I was used to Mm -hmm. climate wise. And it's very modern. Mm. It's very modern. It's very, it's very clean. Mm-hmm. I do like a clean country. <laughs> I mean, they are like obsessively clean, clean right? Yeah. Like it, it is a thing there to not have trash. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it has an incredible food culture, which is another love of mine mm-hmm. is food. And... I don't know. And it's close enough to, you know, at one point it was close enough to family Mm. that I'm like, okay, I'm not living with my family. (laughs) But if you need to get to me, it's like an hour plane ride. Right, right. You know, it just had many, many attractive things that I was like, I could, I could do this. But as a lot of sort of modern growing Asian countries, they're also known for their, like, work ethic that Mm. is workaholic. Right, right. Like, you work really long hours, really hard, you know, in education, you know, emphasis on, like, math and science Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So, it has its downsides as well, I guess you could call it, but... I even have friends from high school who live in Singapore, so it's not like I'm not going to know anyone when I, if I move there, you know? 
So anyway, I love Singapore a lot. It's a tiny country. You can get like from one end to the other in a day. Mm. In a matter of a few hours, probably. Mm. <laughs> so it's not overwhelming. But there's so much to do, so much to see, so much to experience, so much to eat. <laughs> You know, it used to be when the economy was good in like the 80s and 90s before the collapse of whatever right. in 97. <laughs> it was where people would go shopping a lot because oh, wow. it has, you know, there's a road there called Orchard Road that is just side by side malls, mm-hmm. just humongous malls. Mm-hmm. And then there's like routes where you don't have to like go outside to get from one mall to the other. I mean, it's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. So it used to be like the shopping capital of like Southeast Asia or yeah. whatever. I don't think it's so much that anymore. Mm-hmm. But it still has like that kind of culture there. Mm-hmm. So it has something for everyone. You know, they still also preserve a lot of their traditional stuff. Mm-hmm. And because there's so many different uh, ethnicities there mm-hmm. you know it's very vibrant and very varied um so that is my favorite all right place in asia <laughs> i guess it is wow if you had the opportunity go visit singapore they speak english there right <laughs> it's a big thing also if you're hesitant so it's also easy that way for you guys who are maybe intimidated by that prospect of, oh, I don't speak the language in other countries. Yeah. So check it out. Man, this podcast brought to you by (laughs) the Tourism Board of Singapore. (laughs) If only. If only. Send them an invoice to Singapore. (laughs) Well, here we are at the end. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Everybody. And uh, find us on the, the social media places. Well, really just one. Just the one. Media. <laughs> <laughs> find us on Instagram. On, um, Unis on Opa's pod. And we'll be there. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes. Sorry, we have jobs. <laughs> we got jobs. So. But, you know, we'll be there and you can come yeah. and tell hit, us. Hit us up. Tell us. If you love IU, if you don't love IU, tell us. I want to know how anybody can not love not IU. Not love her. Please, tell me. I want to know this unicorn. Who are you? Right. <laughs> please explain. Please, please explain. But yeah, what is your favorite project of hers? Do you have a favorite song of hers? Mm. Um, or any of your favorites anywhere? K-drama. Your favorite opas. We always want to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they don't have to be your older brother. (laughs) You know that that's not what we mean. No. Because in the words of Kim San Young in Reply 1988, (laughs) Ja Sangimyeon da opa aninika. Yeah, that's right. Nah. <laughs> the handsome ones are all called to Opa. Yes, they are. They are. <laughs> Annyeong! <laughs> Annyeong! <laughs>